was surprised after you talked yourself down quite a bit. I was like, what have I got? Who have I got here? Yeah. Do we need training wheels? Like, <laughs> and after the the like the second stage, the not the time trial stage. I mean, when you nearly crashed, and I was like, oh no, where this is gonna get like no groomed mountain bike trails anymore like this is gonna get hairy like and when i was literally going down a fire road and you're in the bush next to me on the same speed and i'm not sure that you had your hand on your handlebars mm. <laughs> i was like oh my goodness this is gonna be a very long four days especially when you've got a broken arm and a neck but <laughs> and then but after that i was actually very surprised like you actually handled the bike pretty well and now i'm even more surprised because you told me i was going too slow down the bump track you were going slow down there I was cramping and I was worried for you. I didn't want you to be like, I have to keep up with Holly and then crash. And then I'll be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you want toxic masculinity all over this. So I was like, oh, I guess I'll go slow. Make you feel good about yourself. Well, there we go. That was the episode I did last week about Reef to Reef. The mountain bike stage race up in Cairns, north of Australia, and I did it in the mixed pairs. I did it with Holly Harris, a really great experience, and I try to capture what that week was like, our workings together, but also the atmosphere around the race, the different people out there, but mainly the story about the mixed pairs, because it was such a cool event. Now I've got Holly Harris on Talking Luft. I hope you enjoyed her last week because we've got a Talking Luft with her. A lot of fun as well. And all those regular questions that you hear every week. As you guys know already, the podcast this year is being brought to you by Rafa, our major partner. You've heard me talk about the RCC, the Rafa Cycling Club before on the podcast. An amazing idea with a purpose to inspire the world to live life by bike. Riding a bike is one of life's simple pleasures. It's a freedom to go wherever you want, whenever you want. The RCC is a global community where people are just passionate about cycling. And the best part is it's for everyone, all kinds of levels of cycling. Anyone can join the RCC and they're gonna get included on their adventures and actually just that community is something that I've noticed the most myself. Well, coming up in October is the RCC Summit in Bentonville. Now, Bentonville is one of the most exciting new cycling destinations. Fresh off hosting the Cyclocross World Championships last year, and they've got a lot of gravel roads over there. And of course, this year's edition of the RCC Summit is going to be just that, an off-road adventure. Some previous editions of the Summit have been hosted in Mallorca. This is a global chance for the RCC members to meet up and just go on an escape. It's just a cool idea, a cool adventure to meet different like-minded people. Numbers will be limited, of course. And if you're interested, just get across and check it out. If you're not an RCC member, I highly advise you to sign up. You're not going to regret it. It's a really fun community all over the world. Well, guys, sit back. I've got an exciting talking luft coming up for you. Here's Holly Harris. All right, here we are. This is Talking Luft. Holly Harris, you heard her last week, the mountain bike champion. The legend of the world, Holly <laughs> Harris. Welcome to Talking Loft. Thank you. That is such an introduction. <laughs> wow. Let's just get going. All right, caps. How do you wear yours? I haven't seen you wore a casket this week. Caps, capolinos. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? The mini cycling caps. Are you a fan of them? What do you do? I was going to, when you said, how do you wear it? I was just going to say, I don't. <laughs> yeah, right. Because it's not a big scene in mountain biking, is it? No, it's not. And it's like, I've got luscious locks. I want to show them, you know. I don't want to put a hat on that. If you had to wear a hat, how would you wear it? 
Maybe backwards. Can you wear them backwards? Is backwards, that yeah. Brim up, brim down. Brim down, backwards. Right. No, maybe brim up. Hair out, hair in. Um, probably like in a bun. Right. I don't like her hair out because that gets a bit messy. It sounds good, but it's a lot of admin. Let's talk about if you could have raced back in the day without a helmet, you know, back in the 90s when they were sort of just free laying it, what would you have done? What would your style have been? Would you have been like hairband, sort of let the locks flow? Would you have just been neat plait with a cap on? Maybe one of those snag helmets, you know, the sausage helmets, the leather helmets. <laughs> What would your style have been? Think back. What would you want to do? Oh, well, if I was back in that time, I probably would have gone super, like, big scrunchy, big hair. Big scrunchy, yeah, nice. Just run it, you know, just go all out. Just Just tight scrunchy, just hair. Slicked hair and then massive ponytail. Just, yeah, rocking it like Rapunzel. (laughs) I like it. Do you wear X-Pro kit or do you like the new wave sort of stuff? Do you like to get into that X-Pro kit? You know, like, you know, wear some bit of a, you know, I don't know, on-site kit or whatever it might be, US Postal. I don't know. Are you more, what's your style? My first proper cycling kit was my year 10 ruggers from school. What Ruggers, what are they? Footy shorts, oh, right. like stubbies, like, you know, yeah. and a T-shirt. And I had arm warmers and they had skeletons on them. I thought they were cycling arm warmers. So I think they might have been for, like, people that wear them as, like, a fashion thing. And they had the glow-in-the-dark skeletons on them. And then after that, I graduated and I was like, I'm going to get a kit. And all the people I rode with had quick-step kits and all that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, so that's what I mean, X-Pro kit, yeah. And I bought an Eddie Merckx kit. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Maltini. <laughs> I didn't wear it a lot. It didn't fit that great, believe it or not. eBay did the dirty on me. But look, it was kind of cool. Like, I felt pretty Was like, it woolen? No. Oh, right. No, it cost me $20. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> I forgot to introduce at the start of this segment, we're going to do style, we're going to do bikes, we're going to do culture and about you. So this has all been about style. And this is a bit of a silly question for you. Or maybe not a silly <laughs> question. Do you still shave your legs? No. <laughs> You don't? No, I was just kidding. I do. I should. They're smooth as I just felt them. (laughs) I shave my legs, my armpits. I do not like hair. (laughs) Anywhere. Yeah, righto, righto. Bikes, let's do it. RMG, road bike, mountain bike or gravel bike? One bike forever. What is it? This is such a hard question. Is it? I thought you would have been straight in for mountain bike. I know. Um, And I love my mountain bike. It is a so awesome like mountain biking to me is just that ultimate freedom i just yeah i love the mountain bike but i don't know this one thing that i love is just like you know when you're going down an awesome descent and you're just going so fast and just that noise of just speed and Mm. wheels i just i love that so road bike definitely no but then it doesn't have the versatility like you're not going to be able to go so Almost gravel bike, but probably mountain bike. Okay, come on. You've just gone through three bikes and I said one. Just, okay, fine. I probably have a mountain bike. Okay. I, I got to. I got to. After all that big sort of story, you've gone back to mountain bike. But it's not. It wasn't an easy decision is what I'm trying to say. Social bunch rider or hour of power? This is funny because I'm a little bit of both. I'm a very social person. I love riding with people. That's like one of my biggest things is I love riding with people. And anyone who's like knows me knows that that's my thing. Like I love being around people. I find I can push really hard with people around. Um, But then 
I do love that hour of power where you just hurt. And I have like, I have one of my training buddies. We'll always go, oh, we'll just do a like solid, solid ride. I mean, it's like never solid. You're literally going to blow each other's doors off. It doesn't even matter if it's a recovery ride, like that hour of just like, I'm going to hurt. <laughs> so you haven't given me an answer. Oh, probably Again. social ride. If I'm going to do it for the rest of my life. I mean, I don't want to blow my doors off when I'm a hundred. So social ride. Yeah. Right. Okay. I, I appreciate the stories on most sides. I just feel like you need to know like what I'm going through. Do you have a Strava account? Yes. Do you hunt comms? Yes. Oh, right. <laughs> you really do. You go out and you go, that's it. There's a mountain there. I'm going to take it. No, not like that. Um, there was one in Armadale. Um, it's pretty famous. You might have heard of it. Unky P's Loop of Joy. Haven't. Unfortunately, really? yeah. Oh, that's that's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it it's like a pretty big deal in Armadale and probably across across Australia. Really, um, I did go for that. I oh, the long it. loop. You did tell me about I this. Sorry, yes, yeah, sorry. I tell you back. Deal. I did hear about this. I went out and I put the segment on my Wahoo, and I went for it. I watched and? my speed and I got it by. Do you still have it? For the females, I do, yes. I do have quite a few qualms. It's, yeah. QIMs. Yeah, whatever they are. Favourite training loop of all time? That one loop that you go, you know what, I love this loop. Explain it to everyone because someone out there is going to know it. I know there's a good crew in Armadale that are going to know the loops. Maybe it's not that. Maybe it's a new loop because you're living now in the Sunshine or the Gold Coast. Maybe it's a loop up there. Maybe it's a loop you've done when you were travelling overseas. What is that one loop that you love? Tell me about it. Where does it go from? How long is it? What's it? What is it? I've got two answers for that one because I have struggled to commit to one. I'm more of a in the moment person. The best rides I've ever had isn't because of where I am. It's mm. usually like the people you're with or a really good feeling they have. Like you got a massive tailwind and you're like, I'm gonna get selected for the Olympics as soon as I unclip from this because I'm going so fast. <laughs> but um, in Armadale, we. And it's kind of sad because, like, oh, the floods and everything kind of got to it. But we have this trail network um, called the Piney. So it's a mountain bike loop. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, so I live 5K away from it. And during COVID, we made this really cool jump track through it. And, um, and you start from the top of the hill and you connect a whole heap of tracks and you literally just fang down this hill and it's pretty loose. None of it is built to perfection. It's quite bad. Is it gnarly? Oh, fully gnarly. Could I do it? Definitely not. Yeah, no. right. Okay. <laughs> you so could totally ride. Yeah. No, you could actually do it. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> you can ride around everything. <laughs> I don't know. We just kind of built it during COVID and literally I wasn't allowed to shape the jumps, but I did the wheelbarrowing, all the, the manual labor. So it kind of felt good doing that loop because it's like, yeah, I did that. I did that. <laughs> so it's a mountain bike loop. How long is it? If you count the run, it was like a minute maybe minute right. 30 but Pretty the whole long. loop you ride from my house you could do like an hour hour 30 and right. it's just super crazy so would you name it the ponies so you're like guys we're going to do the ponies right yes but our track was called isolation right. <laughs> we named it and we put a sign up but the track is overgrown now but the sign is still there <laughs> so what's this other infamous loop um gravel loop through armadale and it's just like super random roads. It goes pretty much across all three of, we don't really have many road loops. We just got out and backs, but this is like a gravel loop that crosses each road. Mm. And I've just had so many good rides. Like one of my best mates, we've had a few rides on there that has just been like 
the most perfect afternoon. You could literally be anywhere in the world, but right here is pretty good. Well, tell me about the loop then, because people out there might want to know this loop. Anyone um, in Armadale might not have ridden this loop. Oh, no. Where does it go from? Armadale Central starts at the McDonald's there, does it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Marcus. <laughs> no, you started from my house. Okay, right. You so, know. your house, your address, <laughs> yep. Let's not get into that. But, yes, it starts at your house. <laughs> or, or whoever's house. Whoever you're riding with, you can just start from there. You can do it whatever way you want. It's so functional because you can go from any road. You can make it start from anywhere and you can literally cut it to whatever size you want. And it's, like, totally versatile. But you literally go out to the tip because yep. where else would you want to go? Lovely. Great start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go out to the tip, keep going, and then rip across all the gravel roads until you hit the highway and then you rip home. Right. <laughs> the glamorous. Tip, the tip highway loop. Lovely. I <laughs> sounds like a great loop. I'm going to get up there and try and do the tip highway loop. <laughs> well, you don't hit the highway. That's scary, but yeah. <laughs> well, when you're out on that loop or when you're riding around Armadale or maybe now on the Gold Coast, because I think there's a lot of riders, when a rider comes towards you, what's your gesture? You know, the rider comes towards you, they've... Maybe raise the arm, maybe haven't. What What are you doing? What are you raising, raising the arm? Are you giving the old upwards nod? Sometimes just give them the two-finger salute, just like, I see you. Yeah, but no one can even see that. I can barely even see that as you do it to me now off the <laughs> microphone. One little finger that moves like a That's quarter of a do. centimetre. That's what I do. And uh, honestly, if you get that, you're lucky because I'm pretty blind. And I was like, is that a car? Why Is, is that, that all you're doing? <laughs> what? Is that all you're doing? <laughs> you're not even doing an arm off. Literally, I write down through Surfers Paradise every morning. I see like 300 people. Fair enough. <laughs> My arm would fall off. Best bike of all time. Now, you've ridden a lot of bikes. You've lived a lot of different brands. You've ridden mm. road bikes. You've ridden gravel bikes. You've ridden mountain bikes. I know there's all sponsors sort of stuff going on now. But the one bike, if the sponsors aren't listening, what's that one bike that you love? You go, you know what? I don't know. There's something about this bike that I just loved. Maybe I think my first 29er, I had this Trek Superfly hardtail and I thought that 29ers was a bit of a joke. Everyone's just like, oh yeah, 29er, you're going to go so fast, blah, blah, blah. And I had a 26 dual suspension and I I thought it was pretty mad. And I got on a team and they're like, you have to ride this 29er. And I hopped on it and it changed everything. Going from a 26 to a 29er was huge for me. Like it was like, whoa. Why? Okay. This is a bit more to the question. I I don't, I've never ridden anything but a 29er. We're talking about the wheel size here for people who don't know. Mountain bikes used to have these mini clown wheels, <laughs> 26-inch wheels, and now they've got 29-inch, which are essentially like a road bike. That's the same size wheel. What was it like before on being on the clown wheels? Well, if you think, like, the bigger the wheel, the smaller the obstacles. So, <laughs> But why did they do little wheels in the beginning? I don't know. I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't walk on water. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like riding the mini wheels? It wasn't... Well, at the time, it was great because I didn't know anything better. If I went back on it now, like, it's pretty much might as well go sit yourself on a jackhammer. Like, you just don't want to do it. <laughs> I guess the idea was in the mini wheels because before they had disc brakes, they had the normal rim brakes, V brakes. And so a smaller wheel meant they could get bigger tyres, didn't it? But a smaller wheel, you've got faster acceleration. Yeah, you've I got, guess so. It's more nimble through, like, tight sections. When you've got, like, a really um, tight racetrack, I mean, small wheels are awesome because you can nip through your little things. And Is anyone still like, riding small wheels now? I hope not. I'm not by choice. <laughs> so what was that first opinion being back on the big wheels? You're like, wow. 
it, and I went from a dual suspension to a hardtail, which is usually not the play. But this was like, holy crap, riding is comfortable. Mm. Riding is fine. Like, and you went so much faster. But and it why? Was like, why did it make it so much easier? I have no idea. Just rolling over like logs. And yeah, just rolling over logs is just like everything just smoothed out. It's just my life changed. And that was such a cool little bike. Like it just had a cool paint job and it was my first proper team bike. I'm that was the trek, was it? Yeah, it was a trek. I thought I was a bit of a big deal then. And yeah, it was kind of cool. Cool. Like it. All right, let's move on to culture. Favorite race of all time. Oh, I love watching Parade to Roubaix. Like mm. I think, I think that's a cool race. Like Good call. a lot of people, you see people crossing the line and they're in pain. They have turned themselves inside out and back to front. That's what I respect about cyclists: is the ability to like go deep. <laughs> so Roubaix, good that's, choice. Well, that's like watching. Absolutely love Cape to Cape. Love wow, it. love yeah. <laughs> and so you've probably heard a lot about it now like you're probably sick of hearing about it but it's good atmosphere is awesome like you good don't trails even, oh awesome trails awesome atmosphere like you finish and there's music playing and there's it is riding it is just it is yeah it's the epitome favorite rider of all time oh i see i struggle with favorites i definitely don't have a favorite i have a lot of people that i like 100 percent look up to i mean if it wasn't for my dad i would never have ever ridden a bike yeah so he's my probably my favorite cool my dad yeah <laughs> favorite rider right now i love evie richards um she is a xc rider um world champ <laughs> big deal but um cross country cross country yeah a lot of xc riders seem to do things by the book like super skillful mm. or like you know um as evie is just so strong and i love it because like a lot of people are like oh you know looking at a, a section and she just like i'm just gonna add more power it'll be fine mm. and she just gasses it. it and yeah. i just love that i was like female riding needs that yeah she's got not balls, but yeah, she's got some go about it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. All right, now war story. You've got probably one of them in the back pocket. You know what I'm talking about. It's one of those days where you're just like, oh my gosh, that day. And you just know it. War story. Tell me, have you got something in the mind? I can see it. You're building it up. I can see in your mind. There's one of those days. Everyone's got one. I've got probably a few. Yeah, here we go. Give me one. Mm. Stage one of Reef to Reef this year, right? Yeah, no, no. yeah, no. Let's not go that close. <laughs> oh, that's too, that's too, too soon, too yeah. soon. Um, oh, look, I've had a lot of tough days out on, like, going to Europe, and you're just like absolutely being annihilated, and then you live in Australia so it's dusty and then it starts raining and it's muddy and everyone wants to beat you they're willing to like literally run you over and they mm. don't care one bit I always draw on that because those are like been some tough races where you but where like, where were they oh everywhere <laughs> literally give me, every give me one of those but um well I've but then actually I did tour of China right oh it wasn't it was somewhere in China but I can't exactly remember that was tough a fair few days and it was just like every single day it wasn't even racing I was just like I just don't want to die today 
I my don't want to die. What, because of the Peloton or the cars? It or was what? just like, yeah, mainly the Peloton. And it's like, I've never ridden in a UCI Peloton before. I'm not really even a roadie. I don't really belong. Mm. Next minute, you're on a downhill, you're going almost 100 kilometers an hour. And like, you look beside you, and somebody has a titanium drink bottle with a screw top, and they decide it's a good time to have a drink. And you're just like, ah. Oh my gosh. I should just lie down now. <laughs> so racing in China, right. Just in general, racing in China. I love <laughs> just it. Just literally, yeah. Let's talk about you now. BWS, beer, wine or spirits. What's your poison of choice? Whatever's gone, I'm happy with. I don't have a favourite. Nothing. If everyone's drinking a beer, I guess I'll have a beer too. You guys um, choose one thing. Probably spirits. <laughs> they get the spirits, job done. Spirits, right. Yeah. Didn't expect that. What coffee do you drink then? Usually I drink a long black what? or an almond cap. Either, either. Favourite cross-training exercise. What do you do when you're not riding a bike? Is it, you know, out in the surf now, swimming, <laughs> catching waves, body surfing, or is oh, it yeah. back in Armandale, you know, like doing the uh, running, I guess? I don't know. What do you do back in Armandale? <laughs> not much. <laughs> oh, I um, I used to like a bit of running, and I, I would do that. Like, I'd go through phases, like, and if I couldn't ride, I'd run for sure. Love running. Except... Mountain, like... On trails or just hitting the road? Oh, whatever. I'll run anywhere. It's not cool. like it's not that hard. <laughs> you can run. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? It's versatile. If I feel like running, I don't usually run on the road too much, though. Um, I prefer to run like in a trail, I suppose. I used to try and do gym. I wanted to get a little bit jacked, but that didn't work out. Um, we used to do potato gym in my garage. We got like a truck tire and we used to flip it around, and all my mates used to come and we do. <laughs> three sets of like 30 seconds and then we just talk for the rest so it's just a hangout session pretty much yeah so Um, what is it now then since i've gone on the goldie i do a little bit of running but that's about it i've got a (laughs) a lot less time now i actually have to work like a proper full-time job so well not full-time it's actually casual but i seem to be there quite a lot and so yeah um and drinking drinking margaritas is my cross training at the moment (laughs) finally What's the best thing about riding a bike? Now, you've been riding a bike for many years now. You're still riding a bike, mountain bike, road bike, all through that. What gets you out? You Like you said, you're working. What's that one thing you get out on the bike and you go, oh, I just love it? That literally, I get on my... And it, I don't know if a lot of people get this, but I get out on my bike without using the rude word. It's like most times I get on it, I just go holy crap, I love doing this. Mm. And sometimes I'm just on my own and, it, and I'd ride pretty early and it's most of the time it's dark and I'd just be cruising and I'm the only person around and I just hear my bike humming mm. and you just like name something better. Yeah. Like, Do it. Therapeutic. It's just, yeah. And sometimes I don't even have music on. It's just like that sound of like, yeah, I don't know. And then other times you're just riding with your mates and you're just like, this is it. This is living. Bit of talking luft. It's always fun, especially with Holly. She was laughing along there. I was having a bit of a chuckle. We had a lot of fun, like I said, on Reef to Reef a couple of weeks ago. The Vuelta España is on now. I'm going to try and put together an episode next week speaking to some of those riders from the Vuelta España. I hope I can pull it off for you guys. You never know. Those guys get busy on the race, and I've got to try and tap into them on the next rest day and get that episode ready for you next week. Lara has been doing a lot of work behind the scenes 
helping me put this episode together, but also all the other stuff, the nuts and bolts that you guys don't get to see or hear. She's doing all that work. I need to say thanks to Will Jones, who's piecing these episodes together, making them sound smooth so you guys can hear them. But of course, Rafa, who is behind the whole production as well. A big thanks goes out to them. Guys, of course, I want to thank you for listening. So until next week, cheers. The music in this episode was composed by Pete Shelley. Cheers, mate.